everybody. Welcome back to What They Chose. This is your creator and host, Belen. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Dre, all the way from Texas. <laughs> very excited to connect with you. And Dre is the host of the podcast, A Cup of Joe with Dre, and also the Minority Report. Uh, everybody, please welcome Dre. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Tenth month of quarantine. Everything good in Texas? Yeah. Well, every, well, you know, it's, it's wide open out here. So we've <laughs> 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 been open a, a long time. But yeah, but for myself personally, yeah, I'm laying low as I always do. Um, the quarantine really everything it really didn't affect me outside of you know wearing a mask I pretty much you know low key I pretty much stay to myself I pretty much stay indoors I wash my hands all the time so it's yeah just, nobody yeah. in your family um got can COVID uh, no, or anything uh, fortunately no no yeah so, yeah yeah we're on that too I'm like I don't care how safe everybody thinks it is to uh, go out into the public I don't trust anybody right now. Right now. <laughs> I was actually reading what a friend of mine had posted recently that um, Los Angeles County had adjusted their air quality mm-hmm. uh, measures, mm-hmm. standards, because of all the people that have been passing away through COVID. They're cremating their bodies. So there's a lot of people that are being cremated. So the air quality is getting actually pretty bad. Yeah. So LA County lowered their standards for air quality. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then just yesterday they lifted all the orders uh-huh. so we can go dine outside now but i'm like i don't know how i feel about that with like the air quality means that i'm breathing in somebody right, yeah. that just passed away right, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. So, yeah but other than then quarantine covid how are, how are you doing i'm doing great i'm doing great i can't complain um like as you said you mentioned the podcast they're doing great uh I'm in school, so uh, we just started back this past week. So trying to, you know, adjust to that and get that all, you know, get, trying to get reacclimated with that. So, yeah. I mean, what are you doing to school for? For uh, sociology. For sociology. Okay. For your master's or a bachelor's? For my bachelor's. Uh, my master's will be in uh, social work, actually. Oh, so nice. Pretty much goes along with um, everything that I'm doing currently. Um, I'm a, a life coach outside of podcasting as well, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading about that as well, about you being a life coach, too. How do how do you get into being a life coach? Is it just more like, you know what, I have some great advice. Let me offer it to people. (laughs) Or How do you do that? Well, um, so honestly, like five years ago, I started my first business as an image consultant. So just um, teach people how to put themselves together wardrobe through your wardrobe and through that um because i do a consultation with that so through that i had a couple of my clients um actually suggest that i be a life coach and at the time five years ago i didn't even know what a life coach was to be completely honest but two different clients of mine who don't know each other suggested it to me so i looked into it um realized that i had a a lot of the uh, required classes at the time um in my uh, degree because i was going for teaching but I've always been um, intrigued by psychology. So I, I took a lot of psychology classes. I've taken a lot of business speaking, public speaking classes. So I had a lot of it done. So I just had to do take a few more classes. And here I am five years later. So that's yeah. awesome. But the thing about it is, I mean, it really doesn't matter um, what classes you take, um, what degrees you have. 
if you're telling, giving people advice and it's not good advice, then your career as a life coach is going to be short lived. So, <laughs> you know, I only ever heard or seen about life coaches on like, television. And it's usually like this very, you know, hippie type of thing for Caucasian friends. And I was like, you don't need a life coach, you know, like you just, I just talked to my mom and she tells All me what right, to do. <laughs> That's my life go. coach. <laughs> yeah. That's how I look at it too. So yeah. my friend is my life coach and she, and she don't even know it. So <laughs> Yeah. People don't know. It's just like, you know what? You're not gonna I'm not gonna give you an official title because if right, I give right. you official title, you're gonna start charging me for your right. advice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And now that we are get, gearing into the complete year of almost a year of whatever we're doing in this country. Um, what do you hope happens once everybody, this whole veil of quarantine goes away? Uh, well, for, for, for the first thing I hope for is I hope that the world has become a little bit more kinder um, to one another. Um, because if one thing the quarantine did for us as, a, as America in the world, for the most part, um, it sat us down, you know, it really like sat us down, gave us some time to think about things. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us have lost um, some loved ones along the way. Um, but I think that prior to the quarantine, we was just so caught up in life, you know, just the everyday hassle of life, the coming and going and this, everything was just moving fast. So what quarantine did, I, I guess the, 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 the lighter part of quarantine, what it did for us was, um, like I said, it forced us to sit down and really like um, readjust what's important to us, you know? So, and we all, we, we got to get, I guess you could say reacclimated with our families and our friends and our loved ones, even though a lot of it was through zoom. Um, but it, like I said, it, it really forced you to sit down and really figure out what's important to you and forced you to pretty much come together, especially if you have family in your immediate house, you know, because a lot of us, yeah, we have significant others. We work, we have kids that are in school. We're, we're just doing the whole day to day hustle and bustle. And then by the time you look up, it's the next day, you know, so I just hope that we come out of quarantine once this is all over. Just with a um, just a better outlook on life and just a better appreciation for, you know, for each other as human beings. Uh, that's that's what I hope for, at least. And I think like if if we could do that, I think that everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, I hope so, too. I think that's the one thing that everybody is pushing towards. Like, did, did yeah. you all learn something from this time out? <laughs> <laughs> to sit and reflect on your on your actions right. this time out. I mean, it's what it is. It's a timeout. Everybody's putting their nose against the wall and just thinking about what they did. And hopefully, hopefully we come out nicer. You we'll know, see. we'll see. We'll yeah. see. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most definitely. So I wanted to have a different approach on today's episode and talk about legends. And uh, today is January 26th in Los Angeles. It's a really big, important date because unfortunately a year ago, Kobe Bryant and Gianna and 12 other members passed away on a helicopter crash in the hills of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it um, a lot uh, because 
I have a guilty conscience about it. And so I wanted to have a conversation um, because after hearing a few of your episodes as well, learning a little bit more about you, Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe this would be a good topic to talk talk about. So what do you think? Hey, I'm with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm going to disclose what my guilty conscience about. Yeah, please. Yeah, you had this confused look. Okay, so... Um, last year I was employed, um, with a company and we were traveling. We did a lot of traveling for different conferences. Mm -hmm. And last year around this time I was in Florida Mm -hmm. and on our flight back from Florida, um, I landed in Burbank airport Mm -hmm. and I was picked up by my boyfriend and the kids. Mm -hmm. And so we landed, it was like a morning flight. We landed here in Los Angeles pretty early and it was fog, everything, the one thing I wanted to do was go have breakfast like right away because I didn't get a chance to eat because in Florida I had to do a layover in Atlanta and then come here. So it was an early morning mm-hmm. travel. I found a place. We went over to this um, cafe in Burbank and I'm rushing. I'm one, I'm half asleep because I didn't get to sleep and two, I'm hungry, which is really a bad combination. Yeah, yeah. And I get in there I'm in line and my boyfriend, he's dragging behind i'm like dude hurry up because like you have to order and then you have to find a table like i'm over here like stressing out and he's like literally glued to his phone and i'm like i'm getting this look like come on dude hurry up and he looks at me and he's pale Uh and he said kobe bryant just died and i was like that's not true let's i'm like where'd you hear it from he's like tmz i'm like bullshit let's go come on let's order food (laughs) I'm like, that's not true. TMZ is TMZ yeah, is a yeah. joke. They probably line. I mean, how many times has Morgan Freeman died in the last couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Right? So I was like, no, don't believe it. Come on. Do you want an omelet? Do you want waffles? You know, whatever. And so finally, like we order, he sits down, we're sitting down, and he's still glued to to the phone. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, dude, seriously, like now it's popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And next to me was a couple as well. And their phone goes off and the girl starts crying. And then a couple next to me. And then suddenly the whole cafe just gets really quiet. Mm. And I felt really bad. Like, oh, Mm. crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry that my hunger and my tiredness came (laughs) over this and I didn't believe it. And then he's just like, don't you? And he asked me, don't you feel anything for this? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes you know he's just like dude he's like he's like la royalty and i was like okay but i'm really hungry right now (laughs) you know and i'm like i'm sorry i'm like i like the lakers i like everything but i'm like i didn't i didn't do anything i didn't um uh praise him in that sense the way that you guys are but i'm really sorry and so then i I was like all right cool i stayed quiet the rest of the day he was talking to his family members and everything and then I, i and then after that i just felt like a poser trying to you know how everybody was posting pictures online i felt honestly like a poser so i didn't i just kind of be like oh i'm really sad that he died that's it you know and i kind of backed away and like right today even as everybody's posting pictures i'm like i'm really i'm still really sad that he passed away the whole thing is very tragic but i cannot do that because my guilty conscience has that feeling right right in that background i understand um yeah for me it was it was completely different i had actually seen it earlier on Instagram, um, uh, someone I followed, all all they did was post a picture of Kobe and said, damn Kobe. I didn't pay it no mind. It was like an hour before the news really broke. He's like, damn Kobe, 
a stroll, nothing, nothing. And then same thing. I mean, TMZ came across. Then you know my timeline started. My Facebook timeline started blowing up. Articles TMZ. So then of course I turn on the news and I'm waiting for ESPN to confirm it. You know, so I'm just like ESPN hasn't said nothing. Okay, cool. Um, I'm still. Uh, and and they said a helicopter crash, and I knew Kobe used that helicopter almost every day. I knew that. So that's what was. Um, that was scary. Even though I still didn't know, like that was scary hearing that. And then, yeah, like you said, I mean, the news just broke everywhere. It was it uh, till this day. It's 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 hard to talk about it because, um, of course, you know, I didn't know Kobe personally. But Kobe, matter of fact, I'm only um, I'm only I'm two weeks older than Kobe Bryant. So, like, we both started our careers at the same time, you know. Uh, him being in the NBA, me joining the Air Force. And I've all, I watched him. I've, I watched him since I was a kid. Like, literally, we grew, we grew up together. So um, that was the worst. That was just the worst news, like, ever at that time. And then a couple of hours later, just to know that uh, Gigi and 11 or 12 other people passed along with him. It was it was just too much. That was just it was just it was too much. Um, it's hard for me to even, like I said, talk about it, about that. Just to today, I don't I didn't look at like Instagram and Facebook and stuff today because I didn't post anything um, because it's tough, man. And just to know that, you know, his greatness um is unmatched and unrivaled, um, in, in my opinion. Uh, he just, it, it, it was a big loss for us all. You know what I mean? I know I can only imagine L.A., how L.A. felt. Um, but, you know, the rest of the world, you know, um, you know, I'm from Texas, so I'm a Rockets fan, Mavericks fan. So, um, but we we respect greatness where, where I'm from, you know, in Texas. <laughs> but, no, yeah. it, it was... It was um, it's hard. It's still tough to this day. Um, my heart goes out to all the families involved. My heart goes out to LA um, because you guys have taken a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but some major figures um, in the last just year, year and a half, two years. Um, Cause before that it was Nipsey. Y'all lost Nipsey before that. And um, yeah, it was just tough, man. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it also tells us about the human spirit and how we place a lot of value and how a lot of our connections to these legends right. right like you mentioned like you you connected in that sense of you're close in age to him correct correct right and mm-hmm. that that is a big like shock as well yeah you know like my i think my one of my brother-in-law would be like the closest in age to mm-hmm. him and I, I wouldn't even know what to do if like my yeah he passed away my boyfriend wouldn't know what to do as well you know but it's just that how we place that value on on individuals and what they mean to us too right you know right yeah and and to be honest i didn't even know about a lot about nipsey hustle until after he passed passed Mm -hmm. away either um and when i was learning learning about him because i was like what's who's everybody talking about um him and i went to the same high school oh really yeah, I, I didn't. We had the same teachers. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's the cool cat that was walking around the whole time." <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> you know, and but then again, because I don't know a lot about him, I don't. Right. I don't like to attach to the right. the bandwagon of being like, "Oh yeah, my guy, like we were homies," you know. Yeah, um, 
but what are some other ledges that you think as well that we place we have a society as you know the place the value on as well that are of great importance to us to all of us um, oh well legends in their own right well michael jordan of course i mean he's a he's he, he's he's the bar the gold standard um along with lebron james i put them in the same category um but more so i mean i'm a huge i'm a michael jordan fan i mean yeah greatest of all times whatever you want to call it um but lebron i mean lebron is 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 better for me because of what he does off the court you know and he does it so um he just he he does what he does i mean out of the kindness of his heart it just speaks volume to me as the type of person he is um the obamas um oprah winfrey um who else um there's 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 a lot uh unfortunately a lot of mine comes from <laughs> uh mine comes from the sports world um entertainment world uh um yeah that's where a lot of minds come from um hip hop uh, i mentioned nipsey earlier um he was someone i looked up to um because of his business sense i mean he was his business sense was just unparalleled um, way ahead of his time when it came to a lot of things. Um, I learned a lot of things from, I started, uh, I started my t-shirt line, my merchandise line, um, because of, I watched a few of his documentaries and pretty much said, yo, I could go do this. And I started doing that. Um, what else? Yeah, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of different people. Um, and although I see all of these people as legends, uh, I never consider any of them role models, though, you know, because I don't know if I, I felt that it was unattainable. So I attach my role models, my role model title to someone who was close to me, who I who I've actually seen it, you know, get it out the mud, as we call it, you know, from the ground up and just watch their traje- trajectory and just really um, what was able to um to see how they how they maneuvered in life and reached their greatness so that was my role model the person that I knew that I considered my role model but all of these celebrities and you know these public figures it's it's good to you know hold these people in the light but i think that a lot of the times you know people forget that our legends are human you know and they're going to make mistakes and it shouldn't tarnish Unless it's, of course, something awful, but it should never tarnish or diminish their legendary status because they make human mistakes, as we all do, you know. So um, we just a lot of us just wasn't caught doing the things that we were doing. (laughs) Well, we weren't famous enough to people care about what we've done. Exactly. Exactly. So other part. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the point about you that you made about not making them role models is something that I think about all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom would constantly tell me, oh, you should look up to like your cousins, for example. Mm-hmm. I have two um, a set of cousins that live still live in Mexico mm-hmm. and they um, are doctors in their field of sociology, um, socio, social agriculture. 
That's what mm-hmm. I think that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And she would always just tell me, you know, you should look up to them. Like they have been able to achieve a high education with literally nothing. You know, my 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 dad's family, um, they also live in a really small town that doesn't really have roads. And so he's like, the fact that these cousins have been able to travel the world, um, gives leaves lead seminars in Cuba, in Mexico, in Spain, in Japan, and still be really humble. Mm-hmm. That was what she told me, you should look up to them. Mm-hmm. But whenever it came to celebrities, she was just like, oh, it's just a celebrity. You know, like they just have fame. That's it, you know? But, mm-hmm. um, and I think I always think about my mom in that sense when I see a lot of really high profile people that everyone looks up to. And then I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really proud that they got that, but yeah. that they don't connect with me because I don't want to play basketball or I can't sing or, oh, I don't know how they got there, but I know how my cousins got yeah, to know. where they got because I talked to them, you know? We're, we're, so we're exactly alike in that sense. I'm, I'm yeah. the same exact way. So, yeah. yeah. And what do you think actually defines a legend when everybody's like, oh, that's a legend right there? What defines that? I, I guess. Um, I would say just the fact that someone, whoever it is, in whatever field they're in, just reaches the pinnacle of that field um, with such uh, styling, grace, and greatness that is pretty much unparalleled and unmatched, you know? So case in point, I mean, Tom Brady is going to his 10th Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, I mean, like, like the Buccaneers who were like, what? Right, exactly. <laughs> what the my, my baby just went out there and said, yeah, well, who who wants to go to a Super Bowl? I'll pick this team. Let's go. And, and so for him to do that, I mean, to just to think about the fact that Tom Brady has been to more Super Bowls than I think any other franchise in the NFL. It's crazy. It's it's like that's greatness. No matter who wants to argue it or who, that's legendary status. You, it's unparalleled. It's unmatched. But I think the thing that gets overlooked with all the legends that we, uh, that all the people that we consider legends, is their work ethic. A lot of them have a crazy work ethic, and that's your cousins. That's my brother. May he rest in peace. Uh, who was my role model? That's all of them. They had a they have an insane work ethic because, yes, you can have talent. But I know we all know a lot of talented people, you know, um, Kobe Bryant, for one. You know, you know, he, he was talented, but there's countless stories of him passing up the club to be in the, to be in the gym for three or four hours working on his jump shot, his jump shot, working on his his, his uh, passing, working on his dribbles, working on his every facet of his game. And LeBron does that as well. So it's something about their work ethic and their determination to be to want to be the best as well. I mean, just because that's why I admire LeBron James so much. He came out of high school um, being dubbed the chosen one. You know, and I think a lot of I'm pretty sure he gave that name to himself, (laughs) that moniker to himself. But to know, I mean, to give that name to yourself and then live up to it and surpass it. It's like that's greatness. That's that's legendary stuff. And I've always been taught in my life 
Um, I, I don't know if I contributed to being from Texas or not, but it's the whole go big or go home, you know, um, we're going to do it bigger and we're going to do it better every time. So that's, that's the objective. Everything. I mean, every time I go out to do anything, I want to be the best at it and I'm striving for greatness. Um, because what, the, what do they say, man? Legends never die. So if you're a legend amongst your people and amongst your peers and everything, I think that your 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 um your legacy is pretty much cemented in stone. So, what about legends from surpassing race, culture, age? Is that a big difference in comparison to particular like Latinos? We have legends, but I don't think everybody knows them. You know, I mean. Do you think that's a big difference? Plays a big difference in how we place value in these people. Uh, I do and I don't. I do and I don't um, because let's say so. Everything probably with me is going to be sports related. So <laughs> that's all right. Um, I watch. I, I I eavesdrop on enough ESPN to have a conversation. All right, yeah, 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 so you have someone like. Um, De La Hoya, right? He's a Mexican of descent, Mexican-American, whichever, however y'all want to describe him. Legendary boxer. He, he, he transcended genres or ethnic groups, race. Like, in the boxing world, doesn't matter what his race is. He's a phenomenal boxer, you know? You got Muhammad Ali, you got, like I said, LeBron, you got Kobe, you have uh, Dirk Nowinski, um, all of these people from all walks of life and different ethnicities. Yes, you're right. I mean, it does play a part because, how do I say this? It plays a part in the sense that, like, whoever y'all major star is, let's just say in Mexico, they could be the biggest ever in Mexico. And it's something about, it's, a, it's something about the United States arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Oh, what are you talking about? United States is all welcoming. We're in arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about our arrogance as Americans. That's like, yeah, that's cool in Mexico, but can you make it here? You know what I mean? Can, can you cross over here? Cause and, and it's it's crazy how the world the world views it like that as well. Like yo, if I can make it in America, then I'm, I've made it. You know what I mean? No, no one. We're not Americans. Aren't traveling over to Europe to become a star in anything? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if we want their if we want their basketball players, they're going to come into the NBA and play ball. We're not going to whatever league is over there to play ball. And the same thing with with singers and rappers and artists of that you know of that uh, of that elk as well. It's like no, if like I said, it's the American arrogance that if they want, if they are as good as they think they are, then why we don't know about them here in America? And it shouldn't be like that. But yes, that's how it is. It's 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 just like that actually. So. But- but I think that if you're great, you're great. You know, uh, uh, Celia Cruz, right, um, from Cuba, uh, the singer, crossed over, made it in America. She's huge. We know who she is. 
all of that, you know, um, it's just, just different figures like that. So basically what I'm trying to say, I guess, is if you're a legendary, there's no stopping you. It don't matter what your race is, your color, what sex you are, like you're legendary, you're legendary. No, no one can say anything about that. So I think that legendary, I think that legendary status trumps everything. Cause, cause, cause if it's one thing that all of us as people respect, we respect greatness. Like I, I mean, I loved Michael Jordan, but growing up, I wasn't a Chicago Bulls fan. I hated Michael Jordan. I like them in Space Jam. But we got to respect his greatness. We always respected his greatness and what he does. So yeah, that's all that is. But yeah, I, I think it does play a role. Um, and like I said, and it's mainly because of the United States of America and our arrogance to think that we're the best when it comes to anything and the best artists come from here when there's artists all over the world who are great and legendary in their own right. But like I said, we tend to believe like if they didn't make it here, then, you know, who cares? So. Right. Or unless they have put the United States in their mouth and crossed an issue. Correct. Correct. Because that's the only other time we'll ever hear about them. Correct. They get the, they say something we're like we literally perk up like prairie dogs like what would you say you know um for example um greta thunberg right the the environmentalist uh-huh. their girl um malala like uh-huh. they have zero yeah. issues with our affairs here but we know them because they have crossed that international border of conversation of topic like they correct. mentioned us so now we gotta talk about them yeah correct the reason why we have placed value on that on those individuals absolutely you know absolutely right, absolutely right. yeah so i guess it goes back to the arrogance like oh you're talking about us come on come talk let's talk about yeah. it yeah <laughs> You yeah. know, in, in um for us, for like for, for me personally, mm-hmm. um, I have said it out loud that mm-hmm. if the singer mariachi singer Vicente Fernandez were to pass away, mm-hmm. I would probably take the day off and cry. Mm-hmm. Um I think that would probably make me way sadder right. than anything because of the connection that it means to my family. Yeah. Not because of not because I don't I don't know him, right? I mean, like yeah, I've course. I've driven in front of his ranch when we go to Mexico, but um, I don't personally know him. But I right. th- it's that connection, yes, to other people that I know. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of the songs that he has um, performed, movies that he has done. You know, he was dirt poor too. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom and my dad talk about him and connect how their stories are the same as his. Granted, my parents aren't, you know, world famous mariachi singers, but it's the the way that they have hurt mm-hmm. when they hear there's his songs mm-hmm. that I would cry because if he died. Right, of course. You know, yeah. that would be, that would, because now that, that means that somebody that shares the same pain as my parents has died. Mm-hmm. And that means at some point my parents are dying, which also makes me sad. You know, but I think that's where I would probably write an Instagram post about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you write that post. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One one topic. I, I I heard you mention this in one of your episodes um, mm-hmm. in the, with the minor, minor, minority report, and it was with um, Dr. Cunningham. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were talking about um, intelligence on how everybody ridicules people about reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and I had this—I've had this thought in my head way before I heard that episode mm-hmm. about people wanting to become social influencers mm-hmm. and trying to be reach this level of fame <laughs> and legendary status. Yeah, yeah. And the only time I think about is. <laughs> What are you going to contribute to society? Are we going to have a bunch of millions of social influencers? Who's 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 going to lead the world? <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I, know. Um, I feel the same exact way as you feel. It's like I believe that if you do the work and you do enough work, the work is going to speak for itself, and your influence is going to do your influence is going to do just that influence, but it's going to be influencing the right people to do more about giving and helping versus to get your Instagram follows up. Um, and I, I never honestly, I didn't even know what an influencer was until like two years ago, right? And when I found out what it was, it shocked the hell out of me, so I'm like. <laughs> What are they in influ- what what are they influencing? Because they damn sure not influencing me in any shape, form, or fashion. So I was like, what what are they influencing? But um like you said, it was just more so driven off of fame and notoriety um versus really influencing people to do any type of real change in the world. So what happens is though, um, and as we all know. Um, the real influencers, they go down as legendary versus, I mean, let's just compare. No, I'm not going to use, uh, I'm not going to use Kylie because she's, is it her name? That's her name, Kylie? The yeah. Kardashian, the billionaire? Yeah. Winner? I'm not yeah. going to use her because she's a billionaire. So clearly she's influenced some people. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say. I think that was different though because she was born into a family that already had fame. Right, exactly. So weren't into it but i'm talking about like us regular joe schmo started posting a bunch of videos and they were like oh my god we're famous now <laughs> yeah and, and 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 that's the thing it's like that's gonna that's like i said that's temporary whereas if i'm out here and i'm starting a movement out here i'm starting a non-profit out here to you know help veterans or help battered women and and you know um uh, children in foster homes and things of that nature, and I and and I'm I'm using my influence to um, have people, other people volunteer to help, and then that catches on, and then someone else does the same thing. Um, when it's all said and done, they're going to remember my name versus Joe Small on Instagram trying to get a, his or her followers up, and that's the imprint, and that's the uh, that's the influence that I wish to li- to leave on the world versus um, versus uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And I, I tell my partner, Joe, on Cup of Joe with Dre, I tell him all the time, man, if, if I never had to be seen, <laughs> like... <laughs> I would never be seen like I'm just behind the scene. I'm, I'm I'm under the radar and I'm trying to make real moves out here. And I'm trying to help real people out of, you know, in real situations. So that's what it's all about to me. Yeah, definitely. I still don't know what an influencer does. I mean, are you trying to I, I feel like they're trying to hustle me and trying to buy stuff. Exactly what they're doing. That's, the, that's what an influencer is. So. Yeah. Like, what? You, like if, if all you're trying to do is peddle me some random object i don't really care what it is yeah but (laughs) 
I can't think of, of anybody that I would say is an influencer on social media or anything like I don't know what that is. I don't know who they are. Um, like I said, I use Kylie because I know she was an influencer and the number one influencer, but it clearly yeah. she's good at influencing people to do things. So yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, Still I'm here. Expertise my realm of anything, so I'm, I'm I leave that alone. I leave that to the influencers. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to the gullible enough to follow that. I mean, that's where it goes back to: what are you going to teach yourself? What are you going to talk? What are you going to find out that you can do? You know, if you are going to place value on legends or role models, what what are you going to take from it other than like buying their merch? Right. You know, that's exactly. that's it. You know, I think at this point in my life. 33 years old, lived in LA all my life. I only have two Lakers shirts. I have one Dodger shirt, um, two Dodger hats. And that's only because I started going to Dodger games more often. So I figured, you know what? I should probably get a hat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But even at that, like if I buy, um, and and this, I think this goes into labels as well, Mm -hmm. like legends and labels and like how we want to brand ourselves in that way too. Mm -hmm. For example, I am the kind of person that will gladly buy a $40 purse from Target mm-hmm. and not a $2,000 purse from Louis Vuitton. Right. Right. Because I don't want to seem like a poser. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny, though. It's funny because you were talking about your, you know, your Lakers shirts and your Dodger jerk. I mean, uh, shirt as well. So this weird thing that I don't know why I'm like this. <laughs> but... I refuse to buy any any athlete's jersey. You know, I refuse. Um, and it's because I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a man thing. Like I'm not wearing another man's name on my back. I don't know if that's what it is. But what I do know is um when I buy a jersey, I always get it personalized with my name on it, you know, and I do that because for one, a lot of these players nowadays are just not loyal to your team. So you have to buy in jerseys every two or three years. But, you know, if you know that that's your team, you put your name on the jersey, have it made specifically for you. And you don't never got to worry about buying another jersey again in your life, you know. Um, so, yeah, you might have to fork out the three hundred dollars one time. But. Like I said, that's your jersey and your name is on it and you got to worry about going nowhere. But the other thing is, too, is just like, um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I never idolized any uh, athlete or person like that. I looked up to a few. I mean, took a few things from a few different people, you know, try to model my game after them when I was playing sports. But outside of that, I mean, everybody... <laughs> that I've come across in life celebrity wise is just another person to me, you know, and that's yeah. what it is for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can applaud, like you said, you can admire, you can respect greatness, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to model my life or uh, everything that I purchase against influencers or people uh, mainly because I wouldn't have enough to talk about to, to, to be like, Oh yeah, let me tell you everything about this person. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't care. Because right <laughs> <laughs> I won't know, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, I, I I bought a um a Jurassic Park T-shirt mm-hmm. a couple couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and then I bought it because it had a really cool design, and I know and I've seen all the movies okay. because 
then like obviously you're in quarantine you gotta do marathons so we <laughs> Jurassic Park marathon yeah and my daughter really likes Jurassic Park um the kids here too like my boyfriend as well and then I told them you know what I feel weird buying this shirt and he said why and I'm like because I feel kind of like a poser wearing it like like I it kind of like when you wear a band shirt, you know, like T-shirt, CC shirt and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know their songs, but, you know, one, I wasn't alive in the time. Oh, I wouldn't know. And then it just seems really, like, weird to me. You know, like, graphic tees, most of the time I probably have a plain, plain right, anything. Right, right. You know, like, I don't want to brand or anything like that. Because at that point, like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not a fanatic. And so when I see, um, when I see people post online or have pictures of like a cake that was custom made for them with like Chanel and everything. I'm like, Oh my God, that is so cute. Do you really spend that much money on Chanel? (laughs) (laughs) Some of them do, but that's what priorities are off. So right. It's like, I mean, like again, going back to my $4 purse, I'm okay with it. I'm going to, you know, maybe I have to buy it a couple more times, but at least I know that I have money in my $40 wallet, you know, um, but it just goes beyond. I think I think some people lose themselves in that attempt to try to create a, a persona, a materialistic persona. Most definitely. And they do it all the time. And we see it all the time, especially like on social media. Um, and I was just having this conversation the other day where it's like people like on Facebook. It's like they forget that people know them in real life, you know, so. Yeah, they'll they post their their Gucci bag or their Louis bag and whatever else they got, and we know that outside of Facebook that they're really struggling, you know. And it's like, so why do that? And it's just to so other people could think that they're doing well, and they're just I, I don't understand that either. So yeah, that, yeah, that's beyond me. So. Yeah, I think it, it, and but it goes back to them trying to le- live up to this expectation of like, if I reach a certain level of attention, uh, you know, right. maybe I will reach a legendary status, right. or others will respect me, you know. And and it is, it's like, what is your game outside of that? Are you actually teaching somebody something positive? Are you influencing your children, your nieces, nephews, or maybe even kids that you don't know in the community? Right. What they're doing, right. um, like. I won't ever put a bumper sticker of like the political parties yeah. or like every four years, like all my bump, no, like flags, bumper stickers. I'm like, why homie's going to leave in four years anyway. <laughs> I like the jerseys. Right. You know, I'm sad that Kiki Hernandez left the Dodgers. I'm, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have bought a jersey. <laughs> nah. I, you know, I mean, like, I do I want to get a Red Sox one? Probably not, but (laughs) (laughs) um, tell tell us a little bit more about what your podcast is about, and so the listeners for what they chose, what can they expect if they go and check out your podcast as well? So, okay, so my very first podcast that I created was the it's 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 spelled rapport. R A P P O R T, but it's pronounced the Minority Report. So, but I put some real thought into this. So, (laughs) So, when when I was coming up with the name, um, 
Well, one I checked, and there was already a Minority Report report R E P O R T uh, podcast out there, but uh, which was cool because it, it made me think outside the box. And uh, rapport, um, if you if you said it the way it looks, it's, it looks like report. Um, and a, what, what what a rapport is is just is having a rapport with people with someone conversation with someone, and that's what it is on the Minority Report. And the reason why it's called a minority report is for one, we're all minorities somewhere, even white people, you know, white people go to Jamaica, they're minorities, you know, um, they're, they're damn near going to be minorities here in the, in the United States, um, soon, <laughs> um, <laughs> but everybody's a minority somewhere. But the thing the, the, the basic concept of the minority report was to start having tough conversations that I know for sure go on in the black and brown communities that we are taught to never talk about out out loud, you know, um, uh, child abuse, um, uh, what else? Rape, uh, um, just all of those things. All of, all of those things that, like I said, that happens in our communities that we are taught to be hush-hush about. I wanted to, so like I said, I'm a life coach. So I started, you know, having conversations with my clients and stuff. And the conversations that we were having, I was noticing that a lot of them, a lot of it was, we was having the same conversation. I was having the same conversations with, just with a lot of different, you know, uh, people, right? And I needed a I I needed a way to be able to get these messages out to the masses, but I could. And I was like, well, I might as well start a podcast, right? So, and that's how that came about. So I just wanted to start having these tough conversations about, you know, just life in you know in our communities and basically trying to trying to heal. Um, you know, these old wounds and these, these, these things that we live with. And I wanted to start the dialogue. So it, uh, give people a chance for one to let people know that, okay, there's other people out here going through this as well. And there's some people out there who've been through some horrific things that are actually thriving out there, but they did the, I mean, they did the work and they worked on themselves and got the help that they needed in order to do so. So the, the the basis of it all of the minority report is just to, you know, provide a platform where people could hear stories and hear things and either relate to them or if they know someone who's probably been through some things, like actually go start having these conversations. So basically it's a it's a podcast for us to start having conversations about, you know, real tough things. Um and that's the minority report. And it, it, it at times is very uh <laughs> It's very dark at times. It is. It's some it's some really heart-wrenching stuff that we talk about. But like I said, it needs to be heard. I mean, because a lot of we we don't get to talk about these things, or we we were told not to talk about these things. So that's the sad minority report, um, which um <laughs> which I got a lot of feedback on it. It um people loved it, but I fail to realize that, you know, when I'm listening to podcasts, I listen to podcasts on my way to work or while I'm in the car, sometimes when I'm getting ready. And for the majority of people, they listen to podcasts at work as well. But what I was doing was I was putting my uh, audience in a somber mood. (laughs) 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 So, and then, um, 
then the pandemic happened. Um, the pandemic happened. So uh, it put a it put a stop to that. So but it was cool. because It was a good breaking point for me um, to end season one. We're going to pick up sometime later in the year this year um, on the minority report. So during that time, uh, toward the end of the first season of the minority report, one of my friends, Joey, he hit me up and he wanted to do a podcast. So that's how a cup of Joe came about. And that podcast is just really about everything. It's just, just about life as we know it. Um, not as, and, but we, what we didn't want to do, um, myself and Joe were black, obviously we didn't want to, um, we wasn't speaking from a black perspective. We wanted a podcast that everyone could relate to and, and everyone can see, um, you know, have an interest in, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's just about life though. A cup of Joe with Dre is just about different topics and things that we come up with. Um, sometimes through conversations with our friends and our family, sometimes we see things, um, in the news. Sometimes we, see things on reality TV and we just bring it to the forefront. Um, it's not a, it's not a current, it's not a current event based podcast because we, we don't, we don't speak on like really current events like that. I mean, we'll pull something from it because that way, if you do current, a current event, a podcast, you really got to keep up with that every week, you know, and what happened yesterday is already old. If you didn't drop it already, you know, so, so we try to, we stay away from that. And that's really been working. It really took off. It took off way faster than the minority report did. Um, it's really, it's really caught on. So that's, that's what takes up a lot of um, my time now is just a cup of Joe or Dre. You can find that podcast on all streaming platforms, of course. So. Yeah. I, I like it. Cause it's really dynamic in the way that both you and Joe talk and like it we can be laughing and crying in the same episode for sure <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean i listen to most podcasts when i'm walking the dog or like uh, if i'm uh-huh. doing chores so it it i have somebody like some noise in the background as well but it does get to the point where you're like like i'm wiping the mirrors and i just like stop like <laughs> what so i have to like let me, let me back up and like what did he say yeah <laughs> like a very dynamic thing where yeah. it just goes high and low real quick and it, and it just it's very genuine and i really really have enjoyed listening to your podcast no, I really um, appreciate so I highly recommend for everybody to listen to it as well um yeah yeah it, it's um and the same with yours um i saw a, a true story um so when we met up in the whole you know san antonio the, the podcast group whatever um I was noticing a lot of a lot of you guys uh, you have the Spanish titles and stuff. So I'm like, well, is this for everybody? So I, started <laughs> out, I started checking out a few, and I and I loved your concept of just you know conversations or you know little short stories about things, and then you put your own spin on it, and then that's I love it. It was brilliant. I was like, okay, this is this is dope. Um, and then it was in English. I mean, yes, you guys do speak Spanish every now and then, which is cool. Whatever, that's your culture. That's what you're supposed to do, um, but I liked it, and I and I, I do like it. Um, it's it's um, it's just refreshing, and I don't know about you, but um, every time someone new tells me that they listen to my podcast, <laughs> it's literally like hearing it for the first time. Yeah, like right now I'm all giddy and stuff because you told me that, <laughs> like because it. it 
It's amazing. It's like, who would have thought? I'm from a small town in Texas. I'm from Colleen, Texas. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we've been in the news for all the wrong reasons as of lately. Port Hood, Vanessa Guillen, all that. Just crazy. That's where I'm from. You know, so, um, and I've been living with all of that was going on with her for the longest time, but um, I'm from a small town. So just to, just to, um, just to hear that people like to hear what we have to say, it's like, yo, that's crazy. Cause I never would have thought in a million years that anyone would even want to hear anything we had to say. So when we first started out, we was like, yo, we'll, we'll be happy if by the end of 2020, you know, we get 500 listens, you know, but, um, but yeah, we're good. So we, 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 we're over like, we're over 5.5 thousand streams now. So, um, awesome. Yeah, man, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. I I always feel like when I'm talking and I'm like, is anybody out there? (laughs) (laughs) I like because, kind of the same way when Twitter started, like you were posting about your day, uh, like yeah. now everybody's on it, you know. <laughs> so now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, but um, I I do I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate all the podcasters out there. Um, if I could give, if I could offer some words of encouragement, um. It would, and that's another thing I liked about yours as well is you're very consistent with, with your uh, podcast. And I know a lot of people who started when I started. I know some people who started um, before I started, a little after I started, and they're not around no more. So I guess my words of encouragement will be just to stick with it. You know, stick with it, keep building, keep learning, keep networking, um, and. Yeah, people people would start to tune in. I mean, it's like, yeah, we'll hear you'll hear crickets out there for a little bit, but eventually, you know, people will catch on, you know, and and uh, yeah. So, thank you for doing what you do for real. Oh, thank you for doing what you do. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate it. Out there, you know, when you look at the the rankings of all the podcasts on like mm-hmm. Apple and everything, mm-hmm. and start to. Th- I start to think like who who determined this list? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> who, who said that these people are worth listening to? And uh-huh. and I'm I'm not gonna be judgy or anything, but I have heard some of them, and then I'm like, oh, that's real. I yeah. don't relate to this. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's like, and that's the that's the other thing too. I tell I tell you know beginning podcasters or YouTubers and stuff. It's like for one, never try to be somebody else. Don't try to duplicate. We, we can't I can't we can't duplicate Joe Rogan, you know, um, or any other podcast. Be original, be yourself, because that's what's going to cross over to the people. And so many times, so many people, they just want to uh, to be the next the next whatever instead of being the first whoever, you know. So, yeah, stick with it. Um, keep doing what you do. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for everybody that's thinking about starting a podcast too, remember like a lot of those top rated um com- uh, shows that are on like Apple and everything, they have money that's backing up. Um, yep. They have big studios, big production algorithms, <laughs> big algorithms you know, yeah. and independent 
podcasters like ourselves, we yeah. don't have that that funding, but that doesn't make us any less that's valuable that's than right. these big companies. You know, that's, that's, that's so. If 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 your friend is telling you, "Hey, I started a podcast," be that annoying person and yeah. binge their episodes. Oh my god! And yeah, because like, it makes us feel good. You know? I mean, I didn't decide decide to start a podcast just because I like hearing myself talk. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I feel like I sound like really nasally all the time. I my voice so <laughs> you know i had i had a job before where they made us listen to our conversation <laughs> i called to like to train us and coaches and how to mm-hmm. do sales or whatever mm-hmm. i hate it i still hate it i hate listening to my voice edit but i, I think that we, we're trying to put something out into the world that has been constantly dominated by a certain group of people and now granted we're at home so we want to have an opportunity to 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 speak to to like hey like we may not be legendary yet but we still have value in our voices and our stories you know like our our experiences or our knowledge comes from what we live through every day absolutely that be oprah i ain't giving you a car <laughs> no not at all <laughs> you're lucky if you get a sticker so you know for everybody that's listening to us and you know gonna be audience of well of uh cup of joe Dre too like right encourage us like we're excited we get excited when i go i heard you i know i just feel like yeah it's, it's, it's always a moment for me, yeah. and I don't take I don't take it for granted because it's always special. Like I say, every time anyone tells me that, it's like the first time I've ever heard it. it I, I I was explaining it to someone the other day, and I said I, I guess I would re, I would relate it to when an artist back in the day heard their song on the radio. That's what I would relate it to, you know, because now it's not on the radio, but like people actually have to go and search for it and look for it and listen to it. And, and they, and that's, like I said, that's just a beautiful thing. And it's, it's, it never gets old to me ever. So. Yeah. So thank you everybody for, for listening. Make sure you all go check out a cup of Joe with Dre. Listen, rate, review, share, do all the, do everything that you do for influencers, legends that you don't know. Right. For the community, yeah, people that are over yeah, here, like do it for independence. We out here, yeah, we out here working yeah. hard. <laughs> We're working so hard to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not because we want to reach that like infamous level. Oh, it's man, just, just yeah. we feel we want to share something. You know, you yeah, you have a great service that you offer to everybody as well. So yeah. we're just putting it out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Thank you so much, Dre, for joining in on this afternoon. I know you're busy with homework and assignments and <laughs> trying to make the world a better place. Thank yeah, you for Bye. Just popped in here. And thank you, everybody else, for listening as well. If you want to connect with Dre, I will post his uh, social media handles as well so that you can connect with him. He is life coach. He's a podcast um, host as well. It's just Awesome, way awesome guy so please uh connect with him talk to him share everything um and of course make sure you rate review subscribe share all the fun stuff for what all right take care everybody adios all right now